Welcome to Making the Grade. I'm Cindy Putman, and I look forward today to hosting some incredibly brilliant minds as we explore the importance of understanding the why behind why we do things. So many times as educators, as parents, as caregivers, we look at what we need to do, but we forget to ask ourselves, why am I actually doing that? So in order to really understand the why, we have to dig a little deeper into things that are going on. We have to understand the reason behind the task, lesson, or event, and we have to understand that sometimes the process is so much more important than the end product. So today, I'm joined by two of my favorite people, Diane Callahan and Kim Mendoza, and they are from Heart of the Cumberland, some um, group that I work very closely with, with BEST Groups, which stands for Be Each Other Support Team, and that's in our Putnam County school system. But Diane and Kim, welcome, welcome to Making the Grade. We're so excited to be here, Cindy. I always love to be on your show, whatever that show is. Well, thank you. I always love to be in the same room with you, whatever that room is. Thank you. (laughs) Same for me, Cindy. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And you guys are just fresh off of a board retreat for Heart Mm -hmm. of the Cumberland. So in case there is someone listening to our podcast that doesn't know what Heart of the Cumberland is, it is a grief and loss center here in Cookville. Yes. And I know we're going to give them lots of information about it today, but it is governed by a board. So you guys had a big board retreat this weekend, a big kickoff. And how did that go? The board retreat was just great. It it was all about vision and our plans and goals for 2024. And this is just a significant milestone. Heart of the Cumberland on February the 24th, 15 years ago in 2009, had their first grief support meeting. Wow, 15 years ago. That's incredible. Yes, so we are going to be celebrating and recognizing our founders and all our supporters and hopefully spreading the word to bring grieving people in and increase uh, the lives we touch with this 15-year focus and where we're going from here. And is there going to be a celebration, Diane, about the 15 years? Yes, the community is invited. It is Saturday, February the 24th at our office location, 25 West Broad, Suite 11. And I always say, if you're a, a native cook villain, it's in the old Darwin Mall. I know, that's well, what I say. Upstairs in the old Darwin Mall. <laughs> it's from 1 to 4. There'll be uh, refreshments, and I'm so excited. There's going to be some really good door prizes for people that come, because we want people that are you know, they've been a part of it, but also people that might want to know more about it. We're going to have a little history walk with the, with the milestones along the wall, and there'll be people explain the milestones and all that's happened in the different stages since uh, we've been an organization. And maybe we're trying to get music. So we'll have entertainment, food. All the we, fun stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. And that's on the 24th of February. February, On a Saturday. On a Saturday from 1 to 4. And you all have a really great active website. Mm -hmm. So people can go there and find out, you know, exact details about that. But I think it's so interesting because, you know, I always used to say, when I was doing different kinds of presentations, that time is something that we all share. We all have the same amount of time Mm -hmm. in every day. But through my journey with grief in the last year after the loss of my mom last December, I realize now that grief is something that we all share. Yes. And even though we may all share it differently, 
we all share it. And when it comes to you and you think you're really prepared for it, you're never prepared. And so, Kim, how Mm. did your journey with Heart of the Cumberland begin? It began in um, 2012. I was at Community Bible Study. My core group leader, Carol Raschke, was a volunteer at Heart of the Cumberland, and I had asked for prayer as I wanted to go back into working outside my home. I had been there um, as a stay-at-home mom for my two girls, and they were entering high school, so I wanted to work outside the home. And Carol invited me to come and talk with um, the director at the time, and Long story short there, I started working administratively in the office, um, but quickly realized that there were places in my own life that I had not grieved well. And so I you know, took the books home and, and joined a group myself, which that was not my personality. So I get how uncomfortable, how awkward, how very <laughs> challenging it is to even make the phone call to Heart of the Cumberland, but really as one that started with being not not real familiar and then now working with it now for about eight years cumulatively it is you're right Cindy grief you know it it will come to everybody and it it does touch everybody a little differently but a common thread is it affects every area of your life your world stops spinning and you watch everybody else keep going and that can get very lonely And so we at Heart of the Cumberland are able to just walk alongside you, relate to you, and really communicate and and put skin on that you're not alone. And there are people that will walk with you through this journey. And Diane, I know that you and I have been friends for such a long time, and you've worn lots of different hats in the community, lots of different careers that you've been into. And I'm so excited that you're now at Heart of the Cumberland as the development director. And Kim, you are, I didn't give your all's titles, and Kim, your Mm -hmm. official title is? Community Program Manager. Community Program Manager. So why do you think it's so important that we fundraise and that we do things to get the word out about Heart of the Cumberland? Diane that's what's your why yes my why is the little girl that I talked to last week in best groups who when we asked her if when we asked the little girls in the best group class the group session uh, what they would like to know if they could you know ask a question and get the answer what would they like to know and the little girl said if my mother ever thinks of me, oh. and if she does, does she love me? So in best groups, it's not just grief, as you well know, and we so appreciate the partnership with Putnam County School, the lead facilitators, and you, Cindy, for oh. leading it all. Thank you. Thank you, but we have a wonderful team, and you all provide that beautiful uh, faith-neutral curriculum that we're able to use. And there are so many kids, like you said, it's not just death. It can be divorce. It can be if you have a parent who's deployed or de- deportation, if you're um family is going through some unresolved mental illness or some incarceration or things like that. I mean, there are so many different kinds of losses. And again, it could be death, death of a parent, death of a sibling, death of a grandparent. Mm -hmm. And in some kids' cases, and I'm not going to minimize this, it's death of someone or something that they love dearly. And it can be a pet. 
It can be something that was a constant in their life that's no longer there. And those those um, I mean, we have a hard enough time dealing with grief as adults. We're talking about the kids that we work with in the school system are mm-hmm. second through eighth graders. Ooh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on in those little learning minds and those middle school years. And so you are a co-facilitator with our trained facilitators who are Putnam County School employees. And you asked me about my why. That is not my role. My primary role is fundraising and development, developing the organization, growing the organization in lots of ways. But the kids and then also bereaved moms and people who've had losses, adults uh, have lost their adult children, all of the group. That is what gives me the passion uh, and the boldness to go and fundraise because like you know like we all know everything takes money yes and and what we offer to our community is no one pays anything to come to grief groups there is no charge and so we have to have funds, you know, snacks for the kids. Well, I could go down a long list. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I find that most people want to bless others. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. I really believe most people, they believe that, they are that. And um, so that's my why. And I think the interesting thing about that, when you were talking about that with snacks with the kids in the school groups, you know, we give them one snack every time they come and it's an 11 week, once a week meeting. But that's just another extension of a way to say that we really care about you and we care that you're here. We want to make sure before we start talking about these topics that can be a little challenging that your tummy's full, that you're not worried about, you know, that you're Mm -hmm. sitting here hungry or you need something to drink. So that's really important. And Kim, as Diane said, you all do those groups completely free. And that is a blessing for people who are going through grief. And I believe that we have um, just a an excellent resource in our journals, you know, from ages, like you said, in the school groups um, up to adults. So we've got a, a wonderful Exploring My Feelings children's journal, um, Navigating Mazes of Emotions for the Youth. And then Anchored in Hope is our adult journal. And those, like Diane said, everything costs money. Those are those are expensive. But we we want to say yes to anybody that wants to that come. wants to come. And to do that, it's gotta be free. Well, and here I'm gonna throw out to y'all some questions that people have asked me <laughs> or said to me about going to grief groups at Heart of the Cumberland. What if I cry? Oh, we want you to know you're in a safe place to share your feelings, that you're with other people that are also grieving, probably a grief similar to your grief. That's what we try to do. You're free to talk when maybe others outside the group, are, they don't know what to say. Uh, you can show those emotions and know you're not alone and you're with someone that will cry with you. <laughs> They'd have to fire both of us, wouldn't they, Diane? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Yes. Well, yes. Another question that people say to me is, are they going to make me read something and what if I don't want to talk about anything? Mm-hmm. You can come in and be a listener, 
and we do say that we have a courtesy codes whether you're whether, again whether you're a child a child a teen or adult and that's one of the first things we cover in groups let's go over this courtesy code let's just i know this is new for everybody let's just figure this out and we've got about seven little courtesy codes that we go through and one of them is i can pass if i don't want to talk absolutely um we just want people to and and we get that i get that honestly cindy when I started exploring some places in my life, um, I had a late-term miscarriage when I was um, 16 and a half weeks along. I went to the doctor, expected to hear a heartbeat, and I didn't. And um, that was a very dark place in my life, and I have grown from that. But it wasn't until about three years ago that I was able to talk about that. And it would get to about my throat, <laughs> and, then I, and then nothing would really come out. And so... Um, through being in peer support groups. And I was a leader at the time and, and had been so. So even whether you're a facilitator in our groups, whether you're a first-time group member, people get something out of it wherever we are in our grief journey. And the um, lines are very much leveled across the table where whether you're a facilitator or not, whether you've done 20 groups or none, um, it's a great place to to just interact with people and just get through some of that un, that what can be unresolved grief, and that can be uh, very challenging if you don't get through it. Well, I know in my own grief journey, and I know that you all, I have been working with best groups, and I've been part of Heart of the Cumberland. And other than my grandparents passing away at what I believed was a you know a really older age, a very full life, they all four of them had. Um, but I'm telling you, when we lost my mom, I did okay during the day because I was busy at work. I was busy with things. We'd go home and have dinner with, you know, my family. But there was something about nightfall. And there was something about when I knew that the end of the day was coming and it was, you know, bedtime and time for your, you know, bedtime routine of brushing your teeth and putting maybe your cold cream on and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would say my prayers and my heart would be so broken that I would just find myself sobbing. And it was those kind of sobs that come, I call them belly sobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they just come mm-hmm. from so deep because I knew my mom um, had struggled with some health issues, but I never really thought that she was going to die. I mean, I know that sounds kind of bizarre, but I mean, I thought, oh, she's going to recover from this and we're going to go home and she, we're going to do this and we're going to have this and we're going to have Christmas. And, and you know, people say it gets easier I don't know if it gets easier. I just think you get more accustomed to walking through it. But this was our last year of obviously, you know, she died on December the 8th, our first Christmas. I think we were on autopilot. Mm-hmm. This year was even harder for mm-hmm. me because it's the realization that she's really, really gone. We hear that so much, you know, especially the people that pass away towards the latter part of the year and you're trying to go through the holidays it's that next christmas those next set of anniversaries and things where the shock and things have kind of worn off and the reality of it kind of sits in 
So, yeah. And that's been hard. And I know for both of you all, when you lose someone that you love and then the other people in your family love that person, too, it's been really hard for me to watch my dad grieve because he's grieving the absolute love of his life of almost 66 years together. It's been really difficult to watch my husband grieve my mom and watch my adult children Mm -hmm. grieve their grandmother. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has just been because I want to fix that for them. I don't want them to feel the pain and I don't want to see it on their faces and when my daughter's here and because she lives in another city and she says when I come home she said I can sort of forget never forget that Mimi's gone she said but when I'm here and I see you and we're at their house and all their all her things are there she said it's just like it happens all over again and that's part of your grief I know Cindy when you walked in our virtual caregivers group together with us when your mom was uh, here with us and you know those things that you were talking about at night, what did you do at night? You cared for your mom. You you worked during the day and you got home and you did dinners and you cared for her needs. So that's a void area now. For and you. it was a, and it felt like a huge loss because mm-hmm. it's like I had been doing that for, you know, mm-hmm. several years through her declining health and with lots of help from other family members. But all of a sudden it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So Diane, when you talk about your grief journey, did you feel like working at Heart of the Cumberland even now has helped you in the grief journeys that you've had? Yes. I started volunteering before I was actually on staff. I was still working at the chamber when I started volunteering, and it helped me work through my grief of my parents' death. Uh, I started working at Heart of the Cumberland in 2021. My dad passed away in 2019 and my mother in 2018. And I realized that I had held a lot of it. I had pushed it down. Mm And uh, like you, my parents were married 70 years. Wow. And they were the the team. And uh, when my mom passed away, I actually moved in with my dad, and they put him on hospice. He lived 13 months. And I worked at the chamber. I came down from Monterey every day and went, went back up there. I was with him for breakfast, with him for dinner, with him getting him into bed for 13 months. And I said uh, my grief was the true description in my life for loneliness when he left because I have been single since I was 38 years old. And I always said I had never been lonely. And when my dad passed and I had been with him like I had all that, I felt loneliness really for the first time in my my entire life. And then I learned so much at Heart of the Cumberland um, how to deal with those emotions. And um, I mean, that first banquet I helped put together, I just told a friend was sitting with me and she just put her hand on my hands and it'd been two or three years at that time but the emotions flooded out at that banquet the music and she just had both hands on mine because I was like you say the whole body was just crying so hard so yes well we're going to have to wrap up this segment, but y'all are going to join me in two more weeks, and we're going to talk about more of this. So let's recap, though, about the yes. anniversary, and let's quickly recap about some of the upcoming mm-hmm. classes that groups that are going to start. Okay, so the community is invited. It is at the old Darwin Mall, 25 West Broad Street. Um 
It is February the 24th. That is uh, less than a month away. It is from 1 to 4. It's come and go. No RSVPs. Just show up and let us share Heart of the Cumberland and a cookie, and maybe you'll win a door prize. That's right. And one of the things I want people to know, if you've not been in that facility in a while, the Heart of the Cumberland is upstairs. There are stairwells, but there's also an elevator. There so is. it's very accessible to anyone that would want to come. And we will be downstairs, too. Oh, good. We'll be downstairs okay. and upstairs. Oh, in, in both places. Good. That's wonderful. And before that, we'll have our groups to start back. We're, we're very thankful at the beginning of the year. It's a hard time of the year sometimes for people that are grieving. And February the 6th will be our grief art expression called Pebble Art. I encourage, even if you don't have a craft phone in your body, I promise you, I'll walk you, we'll walk you through and it'll be a really good experience for you. February the 6th at either 11 a.m. or 6 p.m. Also, then the following week on February the 13th, we will have 11 a.m. groups and 6 p.m. groups. But all you really need to do is call our office, 525-2600. Ask for any one of us or just say who you are, and we will get you plugged in. And one of the things I want to make sure that people understand is, yes, those groups are in person. But, Kim, you also do a virtual caregivers group. We do. And that I was a part of that when mm-hmm. I, we were, I was caring for my mom. And I cannot tell you how much that helped me. Because the first lesson in best groups is you're not alone. And even though all the people that were in that group had different circumstances than I was going through, it was nice to know that somebody else we just felt like they were carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. Absolutely. We've also added on the on Thursdays, we have a, a survivor of suicide loss group that is available as well. So February the 13th and 15th will be that Tuesday, Thursday start. But if, if these dates are running together, just call our office. We'd be happy to to talk with you, get you registered and, and ready to go. And that's one of the things I always say when people reach out to me and I tell them, well, you will want to reach out to Heart of the Cumberland, especially about the adult groups and things. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, who do I need to talk to? And I said, oh, it doesn't matter right. because whoever answers the phone is going to help you, is going to make you feel welcome, is going to guide you through that. One of the things I want our listeners to understand, though, is there is no making the grade on grief. Everybody's grief looks differently. You don't have to get a passing grade. You don't, it's not a pass fail. It's a moment by moment, you know, day by day, season by mm-hmm. season journey. And everybody's journey is going to be different. But the best thing about Heart of the Cumberland is, like Diane said earlier, it's a safe place where everyone can come together and everyone can be heard if they want to talk, seen if they want to share. And if you just want to sit quietly, you're going to be loved on. I know that because that's what the environment feels like. It really does. And that you can, you've said it perfectly. Um, You don't have to feel like you can say, because your grief might not yet have a voice, but it really is important that your grief does get a voice. There is something that happens when your thoughts in your mind can be released in words that are felt in your heart, and that's exactly what Heart of the Cumberland will walk with you through. And I'm not going to let these brilliant minds leave me today because we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk more uh, coming up in our next podcast about just grief. What is grief? How does it impact you mentally, physically, emotionally, all those kinds of things? But just remember, again, we always want you to make the grade, but there is no making the grade in grief. Wherever you are on your journey, and you may be fresh on your journey with your loved one being gone a month 
or your loved one may have been gone 10 or 20 years. And as Kim so beautifully said earlier, sometimes we can stuff those feelings down and not acknowledge them. So wherever you are, Heart of the Cumberland is there to help. And if you have a child in the Putnam County Schools, reach out to the guidance counselors to find out more about best groups. We don't want to miss any child that may need some additional support as they're walking through this grief journey. But making the grade is all about knowing the why. And these ladies today has helped, have helped us really understand why grieving is so important.